Welcome to NutriBytes, a top UK podcast that brings you the latest insights and practical tips. Each episode is designed to empower you with the knowledge and tools you need to make informed choices about your health, lifestyle, and well-being. Grab your favorite snack and get ready to savor each NutriBite with Michelle, your qualified nutrition coach at NutriBo. Let's dive into the world of nutrition with purpose together. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 15 of the NutriBytes podcast. This week I'm going to be talking about emotional eating. Let's have a look to see what emotional eating actually is. Um, it could be classed as comfort eating. So let's get into the podcast. Do you eat to feel better or to relieve stress? These tips can help you stop emotional and stress eating, fight cravings and find more satisfying ways to feed your feelings. What is emotional eating? We don't always eat just to satisfy physical hunger. Many of us also turn to food for comfort, stress relief or to reward ourselves. And when we do so, we tend to reach for junk food, sweets and other comforting but unhealthy foods. You might reach for a pint of ice cream when you're feeling down. You might order a pizza if you're feeling bored or lonely. Or you might go to the local drive through um, after a stressful day at work and order a whole lot of food that is really unhealthy. And as we've said before, it's okay what to do once in a while, but it's also highly palatable, meaning that your body starts craving, your stomach starts craving for more. You get the ghrelin um, hormone, which is hunger, but it's hunger in a different way. If you've already eaten, then you're thinking, I just want more and more and more because it's foods that are high in fats, sugars and salts. Put them all together and it's it's a, a recipe for disaster in respect of very high calories. Um, so emotional eating is using food to make yourself feel better. It's to fill emotional needs rather than your stomach. And unfortunately, emotional eating doesn't fix emotional problems. In fact, sometimes, and usually, it makes you feel worse. After this eating, not only does the original emotional issue remain, but then you tend to feel guilty of what you've just eaten and sometimes causing overeating you feel guilty because you've ate a large amount or lots more than what you had planned to so are you an emotional eater do you eat more when you're feeling stressed do you eat when you're not hungry or even when you're full do you eat to feel better, that is to calm and soothe yourself when you're sad, 
when you're angry, when you're bored, when you're anxious, when you're stressed, when you're depressed. The list goes on. Do you reward yourself with food? Do you regularly eat until you've stuffed yourself, making yourself feel so uncomfortable and guilty? Does food make you feel safe? Do you feel like food is your friend? Do you feel powerless or out of control around food? So the emotional eating cycle is occasionally using food as a pick-me-up, a reward or to celebrate isn't necessarily a bad thing. But when eating is your primary emotional coping mechanism, when your first impulse is to open the refrigerator whenever you're stressed, upset, angry, lonely, exhausted or bored, you get stuck in an unhealthy cycle where the real feeling or problem is never addressed. So the emotional cycle is something happens that upsets you. Then you feel an overwhelming urge to eat. You eat more than you know you should. And then you feel guilty and you feel powerless over the food. Emotional hunger can't be filled with food Eating may feel good in the, in the moment, but the feelings that trigger the eating are still there. And you often feel worse than you did before because of the unnecessary calories you've just consumed. You beat yourself for messing up and not having more willpower. Compounding the problem, you stop learning healthier ways to deal with your emotions. You have a harder and harder time controlling your weight and you feel increasingly powerless over both food and your feelings. But no matter how powerless you feel over food and your feelings, it is possible to make a positive change. You can learn healthier ways to deal with your emotions, avoid triggers, conquer cravings, and finally put a stop to the emotional eating. Now the difference between emotional hunger and physical hunger is before you can break free from the cycle of emotional eating, you first need to learn how to distinguish between emotional and physical hunger. Now this can be trickier than it sounds, especially if you regularly use food to eat and deal with your feelings. Emotional hunger can be powerful, so it's easy to make a mistake for it being physical hunger. But there are cues you can look for to help you tell the physical and emotional hunger apart. Emotional hunger comes on suddenly. It hits you in an instant and feels overwhelming and urgent. Physical hunger, on the other hand, comes on more gradually. The urge to eat doesn't feel as dire or demand instant satisfaction. Unless, uh, unless you haven't eaten for a, a very long time. Emotional hunger craves specific comfort foods. When you're physically hungry, almost anything sounds good, including healthy stuff like vegetables. But emotional hunger craves junk food. 
or sugary snacks that provide an instant rush. You feel like you need something like a a pizza or a cheesecake or a burger and that nothing else will do. It has to be one of those things. Emotional hunger often leads to mindless eating. Before you know it, you've eaten a whole bag of chips or a whole bag of crisps in this country or an entire tub of ice cream without paying attention or fully enjoying it. When you're eating in response to physical hunger, hunger, you're typically more aware of what you're doing and you know you've got cues of when to stop. Emotional hunger isn't satisfied once you're full. You keep wanting more and more, often eating until you're uncomfortable and what we say that you're really stuffed. Physical hunger, on the other hand, doesn't need to be stuffed. You feel satisfied when your stomach is full. And then you, you like I said before, you've got that cue, you know when to stop. Emotional hunger isn't located in the stomach. Rather than a growling belly or a pang in your stomach, you feel your hunger is a craving you can't get out of your head. You're focused on specific textures, tastes and smells. Emotional hunger often leads to regret, guilt or shame. When you eat to satisfy physical hunger, you're unlikely to feel guilty or ashamed because you're simply giving your body what it needs. If you feel guilty after you eat, it's likely because you know deep down that you're not eating for for nutritional reasons. So to identify your emotional eating triggers, the first step in putting a stop to emotional eating is identifying your personal triggers. What situations, places or feelings make you feel that, um, that you reach for comfort food? Most emotional eating is linked to unpleasant feelings, but it can also be triggered by positive emotions, such as rewarding yourself or achieving a goal or celebrating um, a holiday or um, an exciting, happy event. The common causes of emotional eating are, are, number one, I would say, stress. Ever notice how stress makes you feel hungry? It's not just in your mind. When stress is chronic, as it is so often, um, it's chaotic. In this fast-paced world, your body produces high levels of the stress hormone, cortisol. Cortisol triggers cravings for salt, for salty, sweet and fried foods. Foods that give you the burst of energy and pleasure. The more uncontrolled stress in your life, the more likely you are to turn to food for emotional relief. Then you have stuffing emotions. Eating can be a way to temporarily silence or stuff down uncomfortable emotions, including anger, fear, sadness, anxiety, loneliness, resentment and shame. While you're numbing yourself with food, you can avoid the difficult emotions you'd rather not feel. Boredom or or feelings of emptiness. Do you ever simply 
eat to give yourself something to do, to relieve the boredom, or as a way to fill a void in your life. You feel unfulfilled and empty, so food is a way to occupy your mouth and your time. In the moment, it fills you up and distracts you from underlying feelings of purposelessness and dissatisfaction with your life. You've got childhood habits, so if you think back to your childhood memories of food, did your mum and dad or your guardians reward good behaviour with ice cream or take you out for um, a pizza or or a, a local takeaway when you got a good school report? Or did they serve you sweets when you were feeling sad? These habits can often carry on and over into adulthood. Or your eating may be driven by nostalgia for cherished memories of, say, grilling burgers in the backyard with with your dad or, or baking cakes, cookies with your mum. And then you have social influences. Getting together with other people for a meal is a great way to relieve stress, but it can also lead to overeating. It's easy to overindulge simply because the food is there or because everyone else is eating. And you may also overeat in social situations out of nervousness. Or perhaps your family or circle of friends encourages you to overeat and it's easier to go along with the group. I think that'll be quite sufficient for this week's podcast on emotional eating. And I think we'll carry on next week with the same subject because it's still a lot to talk about um and we'll talk about first of all next week how about keeping an emotional eating diary that's where we'll begin next week um if you want to get in touch with me admin at nutribo.co.uk instagram nutri.bo that's n-u-t-r-i dot b-e-a-u and my website is nutribo.co.uk. Until next week, guys, have a good one.